You're listening to The Higher Ed Marketer, the podcast for marketing professionals in higher education. Join us every week as we talk to the industry's greatest minds in student recruitment, donor relations, marketing trends, new technologies, and much more. If you're looking for conversations centered around where marketing in higher ed is going, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Higher Ed Marketer Podcast. This podcast is co-hosted by yours truly, Troy Singer of Ring Digital, and by Bart Kaler, the founder and president of Kaler Solutions. Bart, today we talk to David Tall, who gives us a great introduction into AI-driven enrollment engagement. And I just want to let the listeners know that this was a fun and informative conversation. I think you feel the same way. I do. I, I always kind of geek out a little bit whenever we start talking about technology, especially artificial intelligence and how you know these different bots and, and, and tools of automation can come along to actually free us up as humans to build the relationships that we need to build. And I think that David does a great job of kind of introducing some technologies and some concepts into that and, and some of the tools that, that Verse.io, his company, are, are leveraging to help uh, institutions really kind of uh, deepen that engagement with prospective students. And technology like this has been out there for the Fortune 500s and other sectors for a while, but it's just now starting to creep in to higher ed. So we wanted to make sure that our listeners were aware of it. Here's our conversation with David Tall. David, thank you for joining us. And this is the Higher Ed Marketer Podcast. So we're all about education. Would love to know if you could share with us something that you've learned that you would deem interesting over the past week or so that you can share with our listeners? Sure. You know, this is, it's not like a fact that I learned, but I I learned a lesson about staying in in real close contact with people from the past. You know, a lot of times it's easy to dismiss people you've worked with in the past or or others, you know, you're kind of moving on, moving forward. Um, But recently, you know, I reached out to some of the older network that I had worked with to ask him for some help on a variety of, of things. And I was just so incredibly surprised with just how quickly people re-engage and actually that kind of previous level of trust and camaraderie just came back, kind of roaring back. And so uh, I just learned that I need to do a better job of, of staying in touch with my, my own sphere, not just the immediate uh, people in my world, but people I've uh, encountered over the many years. And many of them are now at, at pretty high up positions at companies we want to do business with. <laughs> There's that. Thank you so much. Uh, That was warm and meaningful. Before we get into the technology that we're excited to introduce to a lot of our listeners that I don't think know that's out there, please give our listeners a little bit about you, your company, and a little bit about the technology before we go deep into it. Sure. I'm David Tall. I'm the co-founder and CEO uh, of Verse.io. And, you know, I've I've always been really passionate about connecting people and making connections. And um, when I was in real estate uh, for for many years, you know, I I experienced a problem firsthand, which was I was generating leads from sites like Zillow and Realtor.com for my own business and to feed my own team of agents as well as I became a broker. 
And I quickly learned that it was really difficult to kind of stay on top of every new opportunity or prospect coming through the pipeline and following up efficiently, effectively. And so were my agents who I was feeding all of, all of uh, my, my, you know, the money I was spending on leads to. And I quickly realized that there was a real opportunity here to leverage some automation and some best practices. And SMS is a, is a really powerful new engagement communication channel, the most arguably the most powerful engagement communication channel in the world today. And leverage what's out there to put something together that can automate follow-up um, to really improve the experience, um, not just for the business who wants to get a hold of more people and, and turn more, more, more prospects into, into deals, but also as a consumer myself, I realized there's nothing more frustrating than putting in your information, looking for a service or a product, not hearing back. Right. Um, or, or hearing back with dozens of phone calls from numbers you don't know. You didn't even realize that's who it was. And later you're going through voicemails and now you have to call them back, but it's the weekend. And it just, there's a better way. There has to be a more efficient way. You know, you push a button, you can get a car. You can push a button, you can get a pizza. We should be able to engage people quicker and in, in more respectful, efficient ways. And so what we do at Verse is we built a, a platform entirely around how do we help businesses. And, and really, we work with leading uh, brands, universities, and in other industries. Um, how do we help them to engage prospects in education, for example, prospective students, people inquiring, people looking for financial aid? How do we help schools leverage SMS and engagement today to reach out to alumni for fundraising opportunities and other, and other ways that they could engage their own communities? And so Verse is a, is a conversational texting platform built um, to help brands engage and qualify and nurture their prospects at scale in a fully automated way. We launched two-way conversations over SMS uh, to engage, qualify, and drive specific outcomes. Okay, that's that's fascinating, and I think a lot of things, a lot of people probably their ears perked up when they heard automation and AI and other things like that. Because I mean, that's as we know. I mean, this is uh, March of twenty twenty three, and a lot of people are talking about artificial intelligence. They're talking about automation. They're talking about all these tools. And and I've always made a comment. You know, several years I've been talking about automation, and you know, it used to be just you know, automate your email drip campaigns or other things like that. You're talking about automating, you know, conversations via SMS. The the point of it is, and I, and I would love to hear your thoughts about this, is that if computers can do a lot of things automated that can, you know, be a, you know, a co-pilot for us, that frees us up to spend a deeper amount of time on actually building relationships and doing the human things that only we can do. Tell me a little bit about that and how you guys kind of position around that. We, we come in and try to work um, as a partner to, to universities and other kinds of businesses, big mortgage companies, big home services companies, national brands. And, and we're not there to replace internal teams. We're there to really give leverage to internal teams, to be able to do far more with less by automating a lot of the mundane, uh, the, the things that need a consistent you know, science to it. Um, a, you know, consistent follow-up experience, for example. This is something where today um, in-house teams struggle the most with this piece because they're dealing with current uh, opportunities that, that, that they're actively working and engaging. At the same time, they're trying to follow up with um, other opportunities coming in. The average um, agent or rep or enrollment counselor will make 1.3 attempts to reach a student or a prospect before they move on. 
and they say if this person's interested they'll call back um, and it's not that they're lazy no one is lazy everyone cares about their job and is doing what they're doing that it's just they're, they're being flooded with so many leads all the time you can only make a few and kind of move on next 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 it's not like everything stops until you get a hold of people and so what happens is people if you ask 100 people what they're doing they might be doing things 100 different ways saying things differently calling at different times uh, following up a different number of times some may be sending a personal text from a phone some may be emailing once or twice some may be making a call to assembly voicemail some don't um, and everyone sort of it's, it's sort of a wild west what we think is important just like you would optimize an ad campaign it, you, you have to run it all through the same system so you can learn, educate yourself, optimize, optimize the copy, optimize the cadence, etc. And then once you can do that, you, you can actually scale that mm-hmm. and continue to optimize it at scale. But you can't optimize if there were 100 people running 100 different ads in, in a, you know, closed, closed rooms. So by, by centralizing lead engagement, it's the top of the funnel. We're, we're not the ones to make the sale. We're the ones to give leverage to salespeople to say, hey, let us, let us get a hold of two to three times more people so you can spend your time wisely and efficiently serving people that are ready and motivated to talk now instead of wasting all your time chasing after people because, A, you're not going to be that effective at it, first of all. Second, it's not great for morale. You know, Three, it means less time to focus on, on real opportunities. So you mentioned, and I, I'm fascinated with this idea that, you know, on average, 1.3 attempts. Um, and, I, and I've seen that, and that's, that's part of the conversation that I have a lot of times with Comflows and when we talk to admissions teams, just that, you know, I know in sales sometimes I will spend a lot more time, and sometimes you can get accused of kind of bugging people. Or, or, but I, I really believe that most people are just busy, and they it just, you know, not top of mind, not in front of somebody. So with a platform like this, I mean, how does that go from 1.3 to what's it end up being? I mean, how does that work? Well, we will follow up uh, for, for months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not just about, you know, AI, artificial intelligence. It's about authentic intelligence and authentic automation. Like and that. we use the word authentic quite a bit because it's not just, hey, well, how many times can you drip someone something until they engage? Right. It, it's not just about number of times. It's about what you say and how you say it and when you say it mm. as well. And leveraging other data you have on someone to make it more personalized and authentic. Um, and so there's a lot of factors. And so um, there's diminishing returns, right? If someone hasn't responded after 30 times, you know, you, right. you're wasting, your, you know, at some point, you, you, even if you can, doesn't mean you should continue to bug people. Sure. We'll make on average about a dozen, maybe two dozen attempts over, over months, but most of them over the first week or two as we're trying to get, you know, the majority of interest from people that are interested now. And then we, we more respectfully ping people with more days in between as, as a cycle gets longer out, farther out the nurture. We, we space that out and we adjust our messaging to more of education and value as opposed to, can I get you in touch with somebody now? Mm-hmm. Um, so all that plays into a, a proper campaign. Right. I think that's I think that's great. And I think that uh, just kind of keeping that in mind that this is, like I said, it's kind of a co-pilot to come along and, you know, scale that efficiencies. I, I like what you said about that. People think of us as, as like I said, an extension to their team. So um, when you're automating, though, and using real AI and real automation and the power of that, you know, you're, you're adding verse 
you know, for one tenth the cost of internal human mm -hmm. resources, additional yep. human resources. And so uh, that's where people start to really save quite a bit of money and give their teams more leverage instead of just throwing more and more bodies right. at every problem. That's cool. That's great. This technology, I think, is seen as being new to higher ed. And you've given some examples earlier on how it's being currently used. However, this has been around for a while and in other industries has been very successful and now starting to catch on in higher ed. So what are some of the other sectors that this has been successful in? So, so we started um, with my real estate background originally. First industry we went into was, was real estate. And so trying to work with big real estate, lead generation companies and platforms um, and marketplaces and some of the biggest referral networks in the country, Fortune 500 companies in the space, who and, and like the, the biggest home builder in America and, and those kinds of um, services or those kinds of companies is who we focused on in real estate. Very, very successful because LTV, the lifetime value of each additional customer achieved is so high in real estate, right? The commissions are big. Same in mortgage. People make a good amount of money per additional loan funded. Um, and so by optimizing and being able to increase efficiency even just a little bit, and we have dramatic increase, huge ROI, but even just a little bit makes them a lot of money. Same in solar. Each, each solar project is you know $30,000 or so, give or take. And so each additional solar install, you know, people may pay 30,000 for the whole year for Verse and we'll handle 10,000 leads, you know, for that. How, how many new solar installs do they have to get to make that back? Right. So, so it works well in industries where the lifetime value is high. For education, this is why we've succeeded as well with big institutions. Um, a, a very long, long and, and, and large lifetime value, as well as all the home services world, insurance and some healthcare that, that we're now working in as well. So David, help me understand a lot of people might be, you know, hearing you talk and, and what they have in mind or what they might be thinking about are chatbots. But I don't think that's necessarily what we're talking about because you've talked about SMS and a few other things. Help help define the difference between those. So so what we what we've done is 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 brought the convenience and the familiarity of the live, you know, chat experience mm -hmm. to, to SMS in a conversational way. So, you know, people, the idea of, of kind of web chat and stuff is just to instantly be able to start to engage with the business. The problem with most chatbots out there is A, there's no one really behind them, uh, usually. B, it's not authentic. It's kind of gated to like click this button or that button. It's really just another form. Uh, it's not really a conversation. It's more of a form. Um, and the moment you leave that tab or that window, it, it's gone. It's gone forever. And it's actually a really frustrating experience when there is a live person. Try doing this with an airline or somebody or right. Verizon or somebody. I mean, I don't want to bash anybody, but the experience could be improved. Um, you know, you're on the live chat and you, you, they ask you what your confirmation number is and you, and you give it. And then you're waiting like seven to 12 minutes before they right. like resp even respond. Uh, and it is the most infuriating, frustrating experience as a consumer. With, with SMS... We, we, we can get rid of all that friction and just instantly carry a conversation. They can take it with them on the go. And because we have real AI that can understand what people are saying and instantly re respond, and because we have a team of people uh, um, domestically and around the world that can jump in and carry conversations forward when the AI gets stuck, 
we have a seamless experience for consumers 24-7 to carry conversations forward very, very efficiently. And in a way where as a consumer, you just feel like you're getting from A to B, which is all you're really trying to do um, efficiently and to move on with your day. And for the business, we're helping that consumer just get to where they want to get to, tee them up to succeed with that team. I love that because it's, it's a little bit of the best of all worlds. I mean, you know, I think, you know, bots have a place, human bots have a place, SMS has a place, email, but I like the fact that you're kind of pulling it all together and it really kind of makes it personalized and usable for the end user. I mean, that's really, we talk so much about focus on your end user, focus on the prospective student, focus on that. And it sounds like really a lot of what you're recommending there. It's not that, you know, we push texting because it's what we sell. Right. It, we decided to focus on texting because it's what works best. Right. And we want to bring it to the world and help, help everybody modernize their communication strategies. Just some statistics. Um, phone calls. Only 13% of people answer phone calls from numbers that they don't know. Only yep. 13%. So 87% you're just wasting your time. Um, that's not a good open rate. <laughs> um, and, and by the way, when they answer, it doesn't mean they're happy that you called. Okay, it, it very quickly can be throwing, you know, uh, you know, words at you. Second, email, 22% open rate for email, read rate for email, and dropping. And of course, email is important. And of course, you should email and you should still call. But like you said, you have to have multiple prongs of, of your strategy for engagement. But here, here's what texting has. 98% open rate. That's almost everybody. 98 and 90% within three minutes. 90% of the people you text read it within three minutes. So, and that, and that three minutes is 40 times faster than the average email read. So it's not just speed to lead and number of people who will read it, but it's, it's, speed to, it's also speed to read that they're gonna read it quickly too while they're interested. It's the whole reason why you know, advertisers wanna get you while you're interested on the spot um, call now and we'll include this, right. you know, uh, just to go the other extreme with, with it, with, you know, late night ads. But um, it's, the same, it's the same philosophy and strategy. And so in real estate, I remember that the statistic was that 80, 89% of people will work with the first realtor that they meet. Yeah. So that's like nine, nine out of 10 people will just work with the first realtor they meet. So it's not just about how many realtors are getting back to this person, who's first? And who's doing it quickly? Mm -hmm. That's who's going to consistently win the business. Yeah, and I think that's interesting because I know a lot of times that speed to lead, uh, especially for universities who are having you know RFIs and, and adult programs and online programs, is a really a big place where I know some of the leaders in the space kind of like to brag that they they can call somebody within one minute, you know, any time of the day. Now that's calling them though, and I like what you're saying though is that not everyone wants to have a call. You know, if I'm if I'm filling out a form at 11:30 at night before I go to bed, I don't necessarily want to call, but I might respond to a text. I mean, more than likely, I would respond to a text. So I like that thinking. I like how that goes. And just to add one more thing to that, it, it's not about even choosing one or the other. We we think if a if a school if a business has enough people to make calls right away, they should. Uh, what we don't think they should do is make 40 calls because that is just a bad experience for, for you know. Right. Um, what we think that instead they should do, and this is how we work in not, to augment and give those teams leverage, is to say, why don't you make the first one or two call attempts if you can call within a minute? Mm -hmm. And if they don't pick up, it pings our system automatically. We integrate. 
and our system gets to work right away. Now, we, now we're trying the SMS path still very shortly after mm -hmm. someone just inquired, not waiting days, months. It's not an either or. So that's Yeah, really cool. it's a, try to make that first quick attempt by phone. If they don't answer, let us start by text. And what we do with text with our Call Connect solution for, for companies with call centers is we use text to get people on the phone. That Someone said to me the other day, and I put it on LinkedIn, it was like a joke, and they said, the best time to call me is text. And I thought that's interesting, you know. Uh, and this is what our product does for, for for companies with big call centers. We would we would instead say, hey hey Bart, um, you know Alex here with Blank Blank University um, would love to get you on the phone with one of our enrollment counselors and 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 share more about the school and see if it could be a good fit. Uh, is now a good time for a call, or would you prefer a, a later time? I can help schedule. So we're using text because you're actually going to read that 98% of the time. Right. Um, and hey, look, it's contextual, it's relevant. I'm telling you your name, what it's about. It, it's not a question. You're not wondering when a, when a phone call is ringing, you have no idea who it is and what you're about to enter when exactly. you answer it. This you know exactly. And you respond and you can go call me now. Or you can say call me in an hour or whenever. And at the moment you're ready to call, we actually initiate, the, we say great calling you now. We actually place the call and instantly live transfer you into the, to the enrollment counselor team directly. That's really cool. And so we leverage text to get people on the phone. And, and that's the unique way to leverage technology for, for, for the end state, which everybody needs, which is eventually to speak to someone face to face. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for giving us that example of how it's working within higher ed. But would love to know if there are a few other ways that you can describe, maybe even utilizing real case scenarios and schools, if you can mention them, and maybe some of the outcomes that resulted. Sure. Um, so we, we actually have quite a few case studies. We have dozens of case studies and testimonials. We have a, a few as well in education. I'll speak to two of them. Uh, one is a University of Pepperdine. And Pepperdine hired Verse to help them get a hold of more students, really what we were just talking about. They, just, they, they struggled with setting up appointments with prospective students with enrollment teams. And, so, and they struggled with some after hours stuff as well. And so they had us start a SMS campaign with call a delayed lead, meaning they made the first couple of call attempts and then it went to us. Exactly what I was just describing. Right. With, with that, they saw an instant 33% lift in response rate and 20% lift in uh, an, an appointment set. And this is with a massive call center that's always calling, right? And just by leveraging a little texting technology, the whole power of their call center increased by 33%. Um, and we booked, uh, I have here 1,032 meetings for Pepperdine just last year alone wow. um, with this. S second, second one was um, University of the Pacific. Same thing here. They're, they were again, just looking for help getting a hold of more people. Their enrollment teams just are calling, are calling, only get a hold of so many people. Now, they saw a 67% increase in response rate, 67% increase, just from starting to text as well, in addition, okay, in addition to what they were doing. Um, and they converted 71% more, more students, 71% more. This, this is a significant impact on the University of the Pacific. This full case study is on our website. You can check it out. 43% of their leads were night and weekends. And this is really important. What we see on average across the board, no matter the industry, is 45% average 
nights and weekends. That's mm -hmm. that average for like across the board is 45% of all leads come in after hours and on weekends. And this is when most businesses aren't there to respond. That's right. almost half of the leads. And so even just getting a, a, a handle on that, you know, provides such a, such an enormous amount of additional uplift. That's really incredible. And I think that that's, uh, those are such great case studies. And I think that obviously a couple, couple big names there, but I think that, I think anybody could look at it and say, you know, the idea that we're going to scale this down or up, depending on the technology, depending on how we do our, whether you have a call center that you're uh, engaged with, or whether it's your own internal call center with counselors and maybe some student workers. I think that this kind of technology, though, does provide kind of that, uh, that second rail, if you will, or whatever, just to kind of be able to provide some additional lift for you. And I love how you guys are kind of integrating all this technology too. And it's not a if then, but it's a, and, you know, we're adding stuff to it. So I think that's a, I think that's a really interesting way. And, and those, obviously those statistics speak for themselves. David would like to know either a, if you have any final thoughts before we close the episode or if there is a piece of advice that you could offer that could be implemented right away around the topic that we've discussed today. A few things come to mind, but since I was just on the topic, and I, I actually think this is probably this, can I give, I'm going to give two pieces of advice, all right? <laughs> you have two for the price of one. That's a bonus. Yes. Listen in the next five minutes and you see it works. So, um, so, so one is, and this is going to sound super self-serving, but I'm not, I'm saying do this any way you can. One is find a way to leverage SMS. Even if it's not two-way and conversational and as advanced as what we do, find a way even with a cheap system to find a way to leverage SMS to, to reach out to people, even to people, even if you have to do it in batches every week where you pump everyone in and reach out um, you know, with recent inquiries. Trust me, you guys will absolutely see a lift. And if you're dealing with enough of that, you're, you're going to want to hire a service to automate that for you and, and kind of make it more consistent. But this is something that will have an immediate impact on absolutely any business out there. Um, secondly is nights and weekends. It's find a way to make sure that the 45% of your leads, almost half of your leads, are not ignored until the weekend is over. Because that's just not the way of the modern consumer. The modern consumer doesn't think of weekends. The, the modern storefront is a website and it's 24-7. And that's the mindset of an expectation. And so either with autoresponders, with text, with email, with anything, at the very least, find a way. I can't tell you how many companies, they know they're not open on Saturday, but they don't have anything in the form of an autoresponse mm -hmm. or of any kind. So even just letting somebody know, hey, we are closed, we'll get back to you on Monday is better than nothing until Monday. Yeah. And, uh, and that just shows that you respect, that you care, that you understand your own business and the flow of, of people coming in and out of interest. And it'll keep you top of mind. And that's just one more email that they're going to see with your name on it and think of you and hopefully wait for you over that weekend. David, thank you very much for bringing this technology to our listeners. Again, Bart and I, we have in our minds that we want to make sure that higher ed receives some of this technology like a lot of the other larger industries have. So thank you very much, especially for the advice around texting and SMS. If someone would like to contact you for information about you, company, or the services involved, what would be the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, uh, anyone can go to verse.io and, and just book an appointment, a demo, but they can also reach out to me personally and let me know they listened to the episode, they enjoyed it. I'd love to chat for a minute and I can help 
put them in touch with a perfect person on my team. I'd love to, you know, be on the call as well, at least initially, and and see if we can see it off to a success. So my email, you, I could be reached at at David at Verse.io. Thank you, David. And thank you for being a wonderful guest and bringing this information to our listeners. Bart, do you have any final thoughts that you would like to share? I do. I, I really appreciate David being on the, on the podcast today and, and uh, sharing all that they're doing and some of the exciting things. I always get kind of excited and uh, people know me well enough now. I can get a little geeked out about some technology and, and uh, some of the things that are coming down the pike. But so much of what David has talked about are are just the basic blocking and tackling that we've talked about before. I mean, personalization, we talked about that. We talked about user-centric you know, communications and marketing and, and the idea of what he said there at the very end. Get some kind of SMS into your workflow, into your comm flow. Um, you know, David talked about, you know, certainly verse IO is a great option, but even if you just go and get a, you know, some, some system that you can, you know, plop down 200 bucks and send out, you know, a penny uh, text message and you do it in those big blocks, get something going. Um, I, you don't have to sell the farm to do it, but there's, you just have to get it engaged. And there's a lot of different ways to do that and reach out if you want some ideas directly to me. But I also really appreciated the facts that he talked about night and weekends. And I think as higher education institutions, sometimes we severely fail that. Um, you know, we have admissions offices that are open nine to five, but guess what? Kids are in school from nine to three, nine to four, especially traditional undergrad. And so that gives them one hour after school to try to reach out to get a hold of you. I know a lot of you are going to say, well, we have evening hours. Great. I'm glad you do that. But don't limit it to that. Also look at Saturdays, look at how you can do that over the weekends, or at least to David's point about doing some some really intentional automations that can kind of keep the conversation going even, you know, over the weekend or overnight when you can get back to that at, at more of your, your office hours. So I really appreciate David bringing some, some a game to the conversation today and some really good practical advice. So thank you, David. Appreciate being on the, on the podcast. Thank you guys. It was a pleasure. The higher ed marketer podcast is sponsored by Kaler solutions an education marketing and branding agency, and by Ring Digital, connecting enrollment teams directly to the devices of prospective students that are on their mailing lists. On behalf of Bart, David, and myself, thank you for listening today. You've been listening to The Higher Ed Marketer. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. The Higher Ed Marketer is a production of Kaler Solutions and Ring Digital in partnership with Westport Studios. Views and opinions expressed by guests on The Higher Ed Marketer are their own and may not reflect the views and opinions of their organization. Know someone who is a mover and a shaker in higher ed marketing? Visit www.higheredmarketerpodcast.com and click on our Contact Us page. We'd love to have you tell us about them. Until next time.